Is there a dream in your life you've given up on? Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, happy Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas. We're in between those wonderful holidays, a time when we're all kind of assessing, gee, what has this year brought me? What am I going to do next year? It's a time for increased giving, sensitivity to those around us. Our sponsors today are Harry's and Casper. Got some information about Christmas specials from both of those coming up. Well, this is Dan Miller. This is where you are listening to the 48 Days Radio Show, where each week we take 48 minutes to dive into real-life questions about finding your passion, deciding what kind of life you want to live, and then finding or creating work that allows you to show up every day excited to be able to do something that is, in fact, meaningful, fulfilling, and profitable. Well, here's some of the questions we'll be looking at today. Dan, do you think I can start a wild bird feeding service? Love that question. How about this? Dan, I'm making $19 an hour selling free horse manure. Well, there's a story for us. Dan, have you ever thought about creating a career journal? Well, I'll give you an update on that. Uh, Dan, do you think I can train others on how to increase their productivity as I have? Great questions as always. If you got a question, just shoot it in to us at askdan at 48days.com. Now, that's an email address that, that I only open once a week. Sometimes people send things in on Wednesday, and uh, then I don't see it until the following Wednesday. It just makes kind of the direction of my emails easier to do that. But I apologize if I don't, in fact, respond to a personal question that somebody sends a few days have passed. But that's the deal. I open that on Wednesday mornings because those wonderful questions are there sitting, waiting for us to talk about them here together. Well, here's our quotation for the today. It comes from Brene Brown, who said, Perfectionism is a 20-ton shield that we lug around thinking it will protect us when, in fact, it's the thing that's really preventing us from taking flight. Got a couple questions today that relate to that that I wanted to share, so I wanted to squeeze that in there. Now, I want to talk to you about Harry's right off the bat. Dr. David Powers, who's one of our longtime community members, and listeners to the podcast uh, says he has a question about shaving, which got my attention right away because one of his trademarks is his big, bushy, red beard. So he says, Dan, with that subject line, I didn't want you to think I'm shaving my beard. No, I'm keeping my lovely, slick Jared Angaza Kent Julian haircut on top, which means he's, he shaves his head. So he's got a shaved head and a big, red, bushy beard. But he says, I'm switching away from Gillette. Do you have any trial kits or affiliate codes for Harry's? I compared reviews of both Harry's and some other competitors, but it's the Dan Miller recommendation that's making the decision for me. Well, yes, I do. You know that I use Harry's every day of the year. I mean, even on Saturday and Sunday, I don't enjoy just having stubble. I grab my Harry's. Even on those days, of course, got them in all my travel packs to make sure I'm never without one. Now, I've got a brand new one right here in my hand. Now, Harry's was kind enough to send this to me, so 
Um, I want to describe it to you. What I have in my hand is, and what I'm going to recommend as Christmas gifts. Here's the deal. It's so easy to get a beautiful, beautiful gift for any guys that you know. And I've gotten these for lots of guys and everybody thanks me profusely for turning them on to Harry's. But this is the winter Winston set. Now it's 30 bucks, but I'm going to tell you how to get $5 off of that and free shipping anyway. But the winter Winston set, it's got shave cream, it's got extra blades and then it's got the blade, the blade itself, you know, beautifully done. But that's what I recommend right now that you get finish out your list for any guys in your Christmas list with this Harry's razor, beautiful, beautiful winter Winston set is what I personally recommend because that's what I'm getting for the guys on my list. Now, free shipping ends on December 9th. So jump in there. You have just a few days act. Now go to harrys.com right now to get a limited edition holiday shave set while supplies last. Don't forget to enter your promo code 48 days. For that $5 off at checkout. Okay, again, that's harrys.com and use the promo code 48 days. Now, I want to talk a little bit about this idea of giving and gratitude. This is just a time of year where it's more top of mind for us. We tend to be more generous. You see the, the people standing out, you know, ringing the bell for Salvation Army, and it just kind of brings to our awareness the idea of giving. It ought to be, you know, I said yesterday, and we had a group call with our coaching mastery people, and I said, you know, giving is not just something we do in December. It's really an attitude of our heart. And if you have that attitude all year long, you'll find opportunities to give in meaningful ways. Had a discussion with some of our 48 Days coaches yesterday. Dr. Phil Carson is in there. He talked about last Saturday, he took two of his daughters. They went to Chick-fil-A. Now, he had gone to the bank and gotten like $300 in $10 and $10 bills. So he gave them to his daughters, and he had some as well. He said, no, what I want you to do is just walk up to cars and just knock in the window, give them a $10 bill, say, God bless you, have a wonderful Christmas. Now, the interesting thing is, you know, these are not people who are living in cardboard boxes under bridges. A lot of these people are driving, you know, Mercedes and Jaguars. But the stories that come out of this are just amazing. I mean, they were giving away $10 bills and they uh, had some lady wave him over to her car. And he thought, well, gee, she sees what we're doing. You know, she wants to get a $10 bill. No, she said, I see what you're doing. Here's $20. Give this to somebody that you think could use it. They gave that to a young couple that were coming in who was extremely grateful for it. Uh, just getting by, but they came there. They went in, had their meal, came back out, found Dr. Phil again, gave him $6 that they hadn't changed. They wanted to put back in the system. Another lady said she discovered while she was sitting in line waiting that she only had $4 in her purse, meant she would have had to put her meal on a credit card, which she really did not want to do. So it saved her from doing that. I mean, just a lot of stories about things that are done just in the spirit of giving. I mentioned that I keep a stack of $1 bills in the console of my car because at every street corner you stop here in Franklin or in the Nashville area, there's somebody selling the contributor. The contributor is a newspaper put out by the Tennessean and it, then it's sold to the homeless people who purchase those for 25 cents each. 
and they stand on street corners and they sell those for two dollars now i like that i like that model a lot and so it doesn't matter if i've already got four of the same issue you know in the front seat of my car when i see somebody and they're within walking distance of my car i'm gonna purchase one of those because i think it encourages them and and i don't just hand them a five dollar bill and say that's okay keep your paper that just is a donation and you embrace the idea that they're just beggars no i want a business exchange so i give them their two dollars sometimes a little more than that but i i want the paper because then it's a business exchange not just charity in its normal way we recently there were so many stories shared i'd love to have you all listen to our one hour conversation it was just i mean we were in tears everybody was just listening to stories about how we've been able to give and how we have received at times of need as well i mean keep in mind it's not just those who are down and out financially who need a gift and your most valuable gift this time of year may not be money but it may be time or love or encouragement or hope you know, I'd love to hear how you're giving creatively and giving in ways that don't cripple the very ones that you want to help. But yeah, we recently uh, mentioned, you probably heard the, heard the pounding and some of the podcasts because we've had some remodeling done here at the sanctuary. And the last thing to be done was all new siding on the outside. Well, there are a couple guys here that were working together doing that. They were doing a really great job, did some extra things that I asked them to do. So they're working away and I walked out to talk to them. Now, usually when contractors like that see the owner of the project walking out to them, they expect they're going to get reamed out for something they're not doing right. That's just, I mean, you can tell in their demeanor, that's what they expect. But I would go out and talk to these guys, encourage them, thank you for doing such a great job. You know, went out and talked to them. They were kind of getting toward the end of the thing. And it was late one evening. They were here after dark. I went out and said, man, I, you know, I really appreciate you guys working late to kind of pull things together so we're okay for the weekend. And I gave them each a $100 bill. Well, interesting thing. We just had our first rain after that job was done. And I discovered one section where I'm getting rain down in between where, two, where the, the siding meets a roof, the patio roof. I'm getting rain down there. Well, I need to call them and get them back out here. Do you think I'll have any trouble getting them back out here after the way I treated them for when they were on the property? No, I have no qualms about that at all. But I'd love to hear your stories about how you're giving creatively. You know, what, what kind of things you're doing to show appreciation and just kindness and generosity and gratitude this time of year. So hey, shoot me those notes as well. We'll share some of those in between here as we're working up to Christmas. So again, just send them to askdan at 48days.com. Now, I've got to talk to you about my friends at Casper as well. You've heard me talk about this, and I've got to be real uh, honest with you here. We've had a Casper in our guest room for quite some time. And when I talk about it, it's because we have our guests just rave about the Casper when they sleep on it. We, I, I was not willing to promote for Casper until we had one personally to try it out. So we got one for our guest room and that was our trial now i'll have to admit that joanne you know my wife nights when she's restless that's where she goes she loves sleeping on the casper well because of that because we got so many accolades for that yes we just ordered one for our bed king size 
for our bed as well. Just set it up this last week on Saturday. It came in the box. UPS dropped the box off again. It's amazing. I can't understand how in the world they get it in that box because once it's open, it's a full-fledged, big, thick, king-size bed mattress. But we've got that. Now, you, you know all the deal that I talk about. You know, it combines latex, supportive memory foam. I don't know how they're made, but it's an amazing sleeping experience. Time Magazine named it one of the best inventions, 2015. I mean, there's some things that are amazing about the construction of them. And then the big deal is you know, free shipping and a free trial. I mean, you can try it out for 100 nights if you want to. And if you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you everything. So here's the deal. Go to casper.com slash sleep you love. That's a unique URL, casper.com sleep you love. And then use the promo code sleep you love to get another $50 off your purchase. You're going to love it. I highly, highly recommend it. Well, Jen McDonough has a note up on our 48days.net group right now. What have you done in 2016 and where are you going in 2017? Got a lot of great comments in there from people who are just sharing what they did, what they're going to do this next year. Of course, you know you can get my free goal sheet work worksheets if you want to. Just go to 48days.com slash 2017. That'll give you a way to kind of identify what it is you want to do. One of the things that I experiment with a lot, and I, I listen for unique questions that would replace the typical question, what do you do? Now, I, I say this because some of these are really unique to the beginning of a year, but I have in my phone a, a note page saved where I can pull up interesting questions to ask like when we're at a wait, wait, we're at a restaurant and a waitress or waiter comes over or when I'm sitting next to somebody in an airplane. You know, but if somebody comes over, they're uh, waiting the table for us. You know, I may ask him, what does this job make possible for you? I mean, think about having somebody described it. And we've had amazing responses about how somebody is, you know, helping a niece out or putting their own child, you know, through college or allow them to get their own place. Or I may ask them, again, instead of, you know, what do you do? Because in that sense, it's obvious if they're waiting tables. But what are you dreaming about that you haven't done yet? What is a dream you've, that you had that you've given up on? That gets some teary answers. What has brought you the most happiness over the last six months and why? What have you done that has limited your success over the last six months? What new habits would you like to begin developing over the next several months? Whose life is going to be better next year as a result of having spent time with you? Or the same thing, you know, whose life is better this year as a result of having spent time with you? And I love those questions. And I, I'm not smart enough to remember them, but I jot them down and jot those things down. I mean, one of the things you've heard me mention, our, our friend Rabbi Daniel Lappin, you know, ask people when he sits next to him on an airplane, how are you serving God's children? Wow, that's a lot different than what do you do? You know, what do you do? Oh, I'm a dentist. Now, how are you serving God's children? Much different. Um, another one that I've got is what interests you now? Sometimes oh, I, I, Joanne, my wife, you know, I, thinks that when I ask people questions like this, I always want them to identify quantifiable goals. 
you know, well, I want to increase my income. I want to sell more books, you know, sell more courses, whatever, have more clients. Now, what, what if we just simply ask, what interests you now? I mean, quickly you'd ask that of somebody who's a freshman in high school, somebody who's six, six years old, or somebody who's 80 and is no longer interested in working or generating income. What interests you now? And I love those kind of questions. I hope you do too. You know, send me unique ones if you've got them. I'd love to hear more. But those are the kind of things I carry with me as compared to instead of what do you do? All right. Well, this, uh, let me get into some questions here. This comes from Lisa who says, I'll cut to the chase with my idea. I want to start a wild bird feeding service. I live in a large metro area. I would market to assisted living, nursing homes, rehabs, hospitals, corporations, possibly schools. I was a wildlife technician for the U.S. Forest Service for seven years. I'm a birder, joined the Audubon Society, Native Plant Society, and Society for Ecological Restoration. I have a degree in environmental studies. I'm still working on pricing for feeders, seeds, etc., uh, but there are many opportunities to expand, not only feeders, but waterers, special feed blends, native plants to attract pollinators, very big in the field right now, houses for birds, bats, one of her, my areas of expertise, toads, bees, large corporate group, nest box building days. Uh, I built hundreds for the USFS with groups. One was Chevron. And uh, Lisa says, I want your honest feedback. Questions, cheerleading is appreciated. I quit my job in May, homeschooling director, teacher, 12 years, one college student at home, one still in high school. My husband's overworked. I need to make money. Can't stomach the thought of retail. Don't want to teach anymore. But education will still be part of this job idea. It also allows me to have a flexible schedule for my ideas, aging parents, and husband. By the way, I know about Wild Birds Unlimited. I'm not interested in the franchise. Thanks for your time and thoughts, Lisa. I love your idea, Lisa. I absolutely love that idea. I mean, I think about it even as an individual homeowner. You have somebody who would set up the bird feeders, know what to put out there, keep them clean, you know, sanitize them, know what kind of birds we can attract with what kind of plants. I mean, if I want to include bees, as you said, or toads or butterflies, you know, what to plant. I think it's a brilliant idea and it takes a lot of time. I've spent a lot of time personally studying to know how to attract the birds that we have here. But to think about just being a novice in that area and having somebody that came by and just took care of it. We had tons of comments about the birds here at the sanctuary. And I do have a feeder out here and you know, we've spoiled all the birds for years here. There are turkeys here. Uh, recently there was a, um, a lady sitting in my office here from Los Angeles and I mean, she just, she stopped mid sentence and she just could not believe her eyes because we had seven big wild turkeys right outside my window here. She could, she thought, you know, is this fenced in? Am I in a zoo? No, they're just wild. They just show up here because they know they get a lot of free food here. And when the feeder gets low, they walk up to the, my office window here and pick on the glass. They literally pick on the glass to let me know <laughs> the, the food is low. But I love your idea, Lisa. I mean, I, I think that's very doable to have a package. You could have a starter package, you know, $1,000 or whatever to set up for an organization like that. But when you talk about assisted living, residences, nursing homes, rehabs hospitals, yeah, I think that's very viable. 
I, I, I love the idea. Uh, just develop it. I'd be happy to keep it, be updated on your success in that. Now, here's the deal. I'm going to play a little clip here from John Lennon's song because this is what people are going to say when you say, oh, you aren't going to teach anymore. You aren't going to have a regular job anymore. You're going to you teach people how to have wild birds. This is what you're going to hear. Love it. People say I'm crazy Doing what I'm doing Well, they give me all kinds of warnings To save me from ruin When I say that I'm okay Well, they look at me kind of strange You know, surely you're not happy now. You no longer play the game. Yeah. You know, it's amazing how quickly people jump to conclusions when you try to do something creative. Oh, that can't be done. Nah, I knew somebody tried that once. Yeah, that won't work. People won't do that. Won't be able to find customers. <laughs> Go on and on and on, trying to get you to walk away from your dream and to just stay stuck in complacency or what I call comfortable misery which a lot of people are talking about this time of year. I mean, now here's the deal. You get going with your wild bird service, and all of a sudden, you know, you've got people on a monthly retainer, $50 a month, just to maintain it after you got the installation charge to start with, and now that you're just maintaining it for $50 a month, and you got 100 places that are doing that, people say, oh, you're so lucky. You're so lucky. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's what they say after you're successful. Well, hey, love the idea. Absolutely. Make it happen. Well, this comes from David, who says, Dan, I love your podcast. Last spring, I discovered I could make $19 an hour selling free horse manure in my spare time. It went really well. I made a few hundred dollars. I know I can take it even further next year. After listening to some of your podcasts, I realized I could make more money teaching people my method with an online video course. Now, $19 an hour may be small to some people, but I know this could be a big hit with young entrepreneurs. My target market is 16 to 25-year-olds who would appreciate making that much. The problem is that my target market seems small. I estimate that again, because of what's required and supply, that one to four people could operate in the same city. There are about 4,400 cities in the world, so my market would be about 18,000 people. Is this too small? At $50 a course, if I had 100 to 200 sales, that would be a big win. Now, let's say $50, 200, that'd be $10,000. Often there's more potential in telling other people how to do what you're doing. Oh, this is my note. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's, here's the deal, David. Yeah, absolutely. I love the novelty of what you're doing. Selling free horsemen. I mean, think about the things that have been repurposed that are just throwaway items. I mean, one of the things I've got in my 48 lower no cost business ideas are the free wood chips that I've gotten. 
I've been doing this for years here on our property in Franklin, Tennessee, where I just befriend the tree companies around here. I mean, when they're chipping trees and clearing utility lines, and they've got all this wonderful, wonderful mulch that's just chipped trees, they have to drive way out in the country and pay to unload it at landfills. I let them dump it here in my property, and I've gotten probably 100, 120 truckloads over the years that we've been here. We've been here 17 years. And I use that to completely remake, you know, transform landscaping areas to cover where rocks and thorns were. Uh, we've made nature trails. We've got play areas for the kids. All the area, I've got an old 1939 Plymouth truck parked in the corner, and I've landscaped around that. That whole area was covered initially with those wood chips just to create the area. I mean, pallets. Companies get their materials on pallets. Pallets are a throwaway item. There's a lady here in, well, um, Annie Brown, Jeff Brown's wife, uh, does beautiful, beautiful interior design work using discarded pallets. Takes them apart, uses the wood. It's got all the nail holes and knot holes and everything, and it makes a really cool look. Just reusing old pallets, old tires. You know a guy who processes old tires. He's got an expensive machine, but then it chips it so that it can be used for mulch and other things as well. Peanut shells, I mean, books. You've heard me talk about our buddy Greg Murphy up in Cincinnati who uh, took in about, well, he made $3 million last year um, taking in old books and then selling the recycled paper or selling books that did have some value back on eBay and Amazon. But I mean, there's lots of things like that. And if you're, you've got an access to free horse manure, I love it. Love it, love it, love it. I don't know exactly what you're doing. I'd love to hear more about the details of your business, how you're selling that and how you calculated that $19 an hour. I mean, I assume that's going to be kind of variable, but here's the deal. You're asking, could you, instead of just doing that, make a video course? Absolutely. There, there often is exactly that more potential in telling other people how to do what you're doing than in just continuing to do it yourself. Had a lady come to me one time. She was a nurse, hated being a nurse. She had wanted to be an interior decorator, but her parents said, no, you know, you can't make money as an interior designer. You know, that's too unstable. You got to be a nurse. You'll never be without work. Well, she was never without work and it was never without being a job that she hated. So how's that for a win-win for everybody? Well, she decided she really was going to get out of it. And she had this amazing knack having an artistic flair, which would have made her a good interior designer. She started doing gift baskets. Well, she was a master at selling bulk accounts. As an example, right after she got started, she did 122 gift baskets that were identical for celebrities at the country music awards that was here in Nashville. 122 just alike. Shortly after that, she did 4,300 baskets for Taco Bell managers for a convention that was held here in Nashville. My daughter Ashley helped her with the assembly of those 4,300, 4,300 baskets exactly alike. And I told her, I said, whoa, your value is in showing other people how to get those big commercial accounts. You're going to bypass what you could possibly do just making these individual baskets one at a time. Now think about what's what, what I just described here. Most people that do gift baskets look for one at a time sales. 
So they got to go through all the marketing efforts to sell a person one basket, have it delivered, and they make, you know, $10 on that. What this gal was doing was getting accounts where she would do a whole bunch of baskets, 122 for CMA, 4,300 for Taco Bell managers. That's a big, big leverage. You can cut your profit margin a little bit. You know, what if you're only making eight bucks on one, but now you have an order for 4,300? I mean, that covers a whole lot of marketing time to sell them one at a time. And I said, what you need to do is start telling other people how to do what you're doing, how to get those major accounts. Well, she did. She made a couple little videos and sold it skyrocketed her success in selling those videos, teaching other people who wanted to be doing gift baskets, how to get these big accounts like she was. And then she went on to be a speaker at conventions. I didn't even realize there were gift basket maker conventions, but there are. And she was a speaker at those and it just skyrocketed her success. Years ago, I had an idea that I did for a couple years. It was a lot of years ago, but I had a little telephone address book and I would go to like a couple major churches in any given town and say, look, I'm going to put these together and I'll give you a thousand copies of this. We'll have your logo on the front of this leather covered telephone address book. And then on the inside and back covers, we've got little one inch spaces where people can put their advertisement for whatever it is they do. So what I want you to do as a church is give me a list of people in your congregation who are in real estate, banking, insurance, you know, where does the pastor's wife get her hair done? You know, where do you put people up at a hotel? Where do you like to take people to eat a restaurant? So I'd get a real warm list of contacts from the church and go to them and allow them the opportunity. Notice I'm not selling them. I'm allowing them the opportunity to highlight their business in this product that's going to be given out by the church. Well, that was a real runaway success. It was extremely successful. I did that for a couple of years while I was building toward the business that I have now. And again, this was years ago, but because that was so successful and so easy to put together, I put together a little business opportunity. I ran an ad one time in entrepreneur magazine and I saw, I think the ad cost me like $150 or something, but I sold that business opportunity for $480 and I had 32 people that purchased that. So what is that? That's a little over $15,000. You know, so yeah, I just sold the idea and showed other people how to do it. Now, here's the deal, David. You're talking about you can make $19 an hour selling free horse manure. Can you do a video and sell that? But the market would only handle one to four people in a small city. So there's only about 18,000 people. No, 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 no. There are hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people in your target audience. Don't worry about a small market. Here's the deal. You can have a town of 4,400. Well, no, let's see. You said you'd, let's see. You're targeting towns that have about 18,000 people. Well, I'm not real sure. The problem is my target market seems small. Estimate that one to four people could operate in the same city. Okay. Well, let's say that you have, no, let's take a city like Bowling Green, Kentucky. You know, it's going to be about 50,000 people. That would still be considered a small town. You say they're about 4,400. I would expect there are more than that of that size. But that town may tolerate one to four people actually doing what you're doing. But here's the thing. You could sell that business idea to 100 people that live in that town. It doesn't matter. 
Now, this is not, uh, please hear me here. I'm not talking about just slamming people with an idea that doesn't do them any good, but people buy opportunities like this all day long and don't take action. So you can sell that video course to a hundred people in the same small town. You're never going to have more than four that take action, even with the steps clearly laid out. So don't worry about a small market. Don't worry about giving people protected territories. Not at all. Just show them the idea and those that move from knowledge to understanding to application are going to be a very, very small number. What I would encourage you to do, if you show something that's going to make $19 an hour, you know, selling a video for $50 an hour is going to be kind of on the high price side. I'd encourage you to lower your price point to 1995. I mean, things under $20, people will just buy an impulse. You go over that, they got to think a little bit more, you know, they got to plan and budget, but 1995 and people do that just at the blink of an eye. They don't worry about it. Make your video 1995 and sell a thousand of them rather than trying to sell a hundred, sell a thousand of them. I mean, you sell a thousand, you know, that's $20,000. I mean, that, that's what I would do is make a video, make it cheap. Don't worry about the market cap. Let them figure it out for themselves, the ones that do take action. But I love the idea. How to sell horse manure and make 20 bucks an hour. Cool. All right, this comes from Josh. It says, Dan, have you ever thought about creating a career journal? It could have a lot of the material from your site and books. I'm struggling with my career goals right now. And go back through materials from my career coach, but thought it would be nice to have an interactive version of your materials I could go through to help me help point me in the right direction. Yes, Josh, thank you for asking. We just happen to have exactly what you're looking for. We have a brand new application guide with full video training. And no, you haven't seen that. It's not available. You can't go buy it. It's going to be part of our new seminar training program, though. 12 sessions. Now, this is what's all brand new that nobody has seen yet. 12 sessions with full video training. Uh, Dr. Terry Hathaway has developed the content, has put it online. We've got 48 videos that I've shot, and it's got a walkthrough process to go from introspection to planning to making your notes to journaling your ideas as you're talking about, to landing that dream job or creating your own work model. Yep, we're really excited about that. And we're going to have that ready by the 1st of January. So we're committed to that. All the pieces are there. It's just a matter of Terry, how do we putting those together into those individual 12 sessions? He's got four of them finished. All the components are there and we're right on track with that, but that'll be coming up in January to make it a whole lot easier. And that's going to provide the opportunity for a lot of you to be facilitators of that, to make it very, very easy. A lot of you are familiar with financial peace university from Dave Ramsey it's going to be more in line with that in terms of how you can just pull up the material. You know, things are changing so fast. It's amazing. But we love the fact that we will not be pressing DVDs that we send out. It's all online. Yes, somebody would have to have access online, but online access, which also means I can change the content or change the videos in a blink of an eye. We've got a video team here in the sanctuary today as I'm recording this that are doing videos for another course, but uh, we can change things 
turn on a dime these days instead of having old DVDs that we printed, you know, two years ago and now they're obsolete. So we're excited about that. Again, the 48 days to the work you love seminar up and coming January 1st. And we will have an online version of that that you can take as an individual to help you walk through your own individual process. And then it'll lead to, you know, I, I hear from so many people who have you know been impacted by our material. Incidentally, I love the, the spontaneous notes. Now don't, don't think I'm asking here. I'm not, but I'm extremely appreciative of the gifts that I get this time of year that people send to me just yesterday. Um, Paul Caps, who's a listener, never met him, never talked to him, but uh, just thanking me for another year podcast and uh, sent me a hundred dollar PF Chang's gift card. Um, somebody else sent me, I've got a $15 Starbucks card here, but uh, this time of year things just come in and I'm appreciative of that. But I also get notes like this. Thanks, Dan. This comes from Brian Cook, who's a training design specialist. You and Dave Ramsey uh, had a big part in my transformation. You would not have cause to remember, but I attended one of your right to the bank seminars at your beautiful home in the summer of 2011. I was a classroom teacher up to that point, and I'm now I've gone on to write, edit, produce videos, voiceovers, and work as a trainer and designer in the corporate world. My dream is still to work for a great cause like Financial Peace or Samaritan's Purse using my God-given abilities, but I'm content to be where I am. I also need to man up and write a novel I've wanted to write about one of Lincoln's bodyguards and time travel. Well, yeah, I love getting those notes. Brian, thank you for letting us know about your success. One of the new things we've also got to help you wherever you are in your journey along is the new 48 Days Eagles group that we're going to be launching on January 1st as well. We're going to have a special uh, special kind of promotion, special opportunity, way to get involved in the first 48 days of the new year. And I'll, I'm, I'll be I'm getting pretty close to be able to tell you about the details and where to go. You can go to 48 Days Eagles dot com and simply let us know that you'd like us to keep you informed about the progress of this but there are going to be four different tracks and you can flip-flop anytime you want to one is going to be to find the work you love two to improve your current job three to start a business and four to grow your business so we're going to have all those options for things that you can do and we'll walk with you in the process to increase your success Hey, I got a voicemail message here. This comes from Matt, who's asking if he can take some of his own experience and turn it into training that he would do. Check this out. Hi, Dan. My name is Matt. I found out recently that I'll be laid off at the end of February uh, with four and a half months of severance. Uh, we do have some debt and very little savings, but I don't want to work in that capacity anymore. I've been very exceptional at my job, extremely productive. Uh, I was able to do about five days of work in as little as two and uh, and processed quite a bit more work than the average employee. Uh, I was thinking of developing a training program that teaches my methods and techniques and to sell that to the companies that are uh, in that industry. Uh, is that something that's viable? Uh, and do you have any tips or or advice on doing that? Hey, thank you, and I appreciate your time. Well, Matt, absolutely. You can do exactly what you're talking about, where you take things that have been helpful to you, those things you've experienced yourself, and then train other people to do that. 
You know, that, that's exactly how most consultants, coaches get started. They take an area of personal success and then share with other people what they did to get to that level of success. So you certainly can do that. Productivity, there's not a hotter topic out there right now than productivity. The brand new issue of Fast Company, and um, I'm not sure if it's the December or January issue. Got it at the house, not here. But the whole issue is on productivity. When we see the books that have just exploded in the last couple of years, David Allen, Getting Things Done, Greg McCowan, Essentialism, Cal Newport, Deep Work, Michael Hyatt, Living Forward, and then his course, his course on five days to your best year ever. They're all in productivity. How to increase your productivity. How to get more done with, in less time. There's a, just got a note from our buddy John Lee Dumas, an entrepreneur on fire. He's got a new mastery journal coming out in January, and uh, I'll be telling you more about that. It's just one of the products that we believe in. He had his freedom journal. Now he's got this mastery journal, but there are three primary focuses for that master productivity, master discipline, master focus. So yes, you can train on productivity. Now with that, look at the things that you can do. You can do one-on-one coaching. You can do community group seminars. You can do corporate workshops, an audio program, a simple video, an ebook, an online course that you can position on lynda.com or udemy.com or creativelive.com. I mean, that's how you start to leverage immediately a unique area of expertise like you have. Now, keep in mind our quotation from the day from Brene Brown talking about perfectionism often holds us back from taking flight. Oh my gosh, I see that all the time. What you want to do is get what is called in Eric Reese's book, Lean Startup, minimally viable product. Don't wait for it to be perfect. Get it out there. Everything that I've done, ever done, I release in a very, very beginner's model. And then I let the readers, the people who see it, improve it. And we come back with better and better versions. I mean, 48 days to the work you love before it ever was in hardback. We had about seven different versions of that as it kept getting better. And then, you know, I was approached by publishers, went to hardback, and now we've got the 10th anniversary edition. So get a minimally viable product. But the quotation from Benet, the full quotation is this. Perfectionism is not the same thing as striving to be your best. Perfectionism is the belief that if we live perfect, look perfect, act perfect, we can minimize or avoid the pain of blame, judgment, and shame. It's a shield. It's a 20-ton shield that we lug around thinking it will protect us when, in fact, it's the very thing that's preventing us from taking flights. So, yes, you can do this. Now, here's the deal. Listen, in your message, you said, we're, we're now in December, beginning of December, And you know you're going to be laid off in February. So you've got three months there and then a four-month severance package. So you got a great window of opportunity. Great window of opportunity. But I doubt you can do any of what we're talking about here quick enough to be generating full-time income in that period of time. Even though you've got 90 days lead time here where you can be working on these ideas and then a four-month severance package... It might be possible. I'd love for you to, you know, show me that it can be done. But I think it's a pretty short time frame to duplicate a full-time income. 
that's okay. Here's the deal. If you have to get another job, I mean, if you have to take a job at Home Depot, you know, put on an orange vest and make 18 bucks an hour, you know, showing people the plumbing supplies. I mean, that's cool, but you know, it's not your dream job. You know, you're not going to be there forever, but it's a reasonable vehicle to allow you to continue to develop your side hustle as, as we're talking about here, what you're doing on the side. So it's a very, very reasonable way to do it. Absolutely. You can do it. Well, Hey, just a reminder here. Also, you know, you're listening to real live questions questions we all encounter i love seeing the questions these are the kind of things that i ask myself every day believe me i got plenty of questions that i run by you know my mastermind other people that i trust to get answers and this is always a fun experience to share your questions here talk about them together if you got questions just shoot me an email ask dan at 48days.com quickest way to do that you can go to any site any page on our 48days.com site and if you want to just start talking you hit the little microphone you can send me an audio message that way as well like we just heard from matt all right one last question chris says dan i'm close to launching my website that will be selling my artwork and promoting my brand as we know social media has become a wonderful and amazing way to market one service or product which brings me to my twitter account i'm a former pro wrestler I've done lots of wrestling throughout the great state of Tennessee in my time. I spent several years with World Wrestling Entertainment, WWE. I left the wrestling business in November 2010, but because of my time there, I have about 65,000 followers on Twitter with a verified status. Now, the only problem is that today is my Twitter handle. The name I use on Twitter is Chris Pavone. That's my real name, and it's the name I'll use with my business. But my Twitter handle name is Croft Daddy WWE. That fit my goofy wrestling persona in 2010, but it's not exactly a great fit going forward. I can change my handle to Chris Pavone and still keep all my followers, which is good, but I'll lose my verified status. I don't want to lose my verified status. But then again, I get the hunch that maybe I'm holding on to something petty. Is a verified Twitter account really all it's cracked up to be? Wasn't sure what route to take. So like in all things, I don't have an immediate answer for. I prayed on it. Then the thought popped into my hand. Ask Dan. Be curious about your thoughts. Well, Chris, hey, I checked out your background. Golly, you got a very illustrious background. Love the things you've done. Got a nice Wikipedia profile. Uh, Chris is an American elementary school teacher, retired professional wrestler, and children's book author and illustrator. Now, here's the deal with your Twitter account. I would keep that going. I mean, to get a verified Twitter account, I mean, anybody can apply for that. They tend to okay people who have pretty big per public personas already. And it might be a little tougher to get that as an individual, but having already had that with, you know, under Croft Daddy, WWE, man, I'd just keep that rolling. And looking at your artwork, I went to your websites and in looking at the artwork that you're doing, it doesn't look like you're making a total change in direction. You're still leveraging what you did with your wrestling background. You know, the artwork that you've got is still kind of on that edgy wrestling kind of theme. I just keep it all together. Don't worry about it. But go ahead and start building your audience with your personal name, Chris Pavone. Anyway, you can build that over time. I don't think it's a real big deal to have a verified account. Most people don't even know what that means. But I just keep it rolling and over time get people over to your personal account. But it's, in the meantime, I don't think it's a bad, I don't, I don't think it's a negative at all to have your goofy wrestling persona Twitter handle. I mean, people have all kinds of weird Twitter handles. 
I don't think there's anything wrong with just keeping that even as you move into, you know, books and art, the kind of things you're talking about that you want to promote. Well, hey, great time. Thanks for your questions. Thanks for being part of this amazing community. Hey, check us out. Come see us in January. Coaching with Excellence. Golly, we're going to have an amazing group. I love talking to some of the people that are going to be here. And we're bringing in some surprise guests to share their stories with you. Always going to be a great time here at the Sanctuary, January 12th and 13th. Check it out. Coaching with Excellence. Love to see you here. Thanks for being part of this group where, in fact, we are, you know the deal, we are finding or creating work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable. And the world is